0: Cynthia Hyatt.
1: Well, hello, and I'm so glad you're joining me today. I'm Cynthia Hyatt, and happy Monday. I know I always say that, but I want your week to start out really well and on a good note. So last week, we talked all about change and the dilemma of change and how difficult change can be and how necessary it is to be able to manage change. So if you were not able to listen to those, you can certainly go to the website and make sure you listen to those. Those are very helpful. When it comes to just maneuvering through our daily world, and our world is in flux a lot. And so the better that we manage change, the less stress we have, the better we hear from, from the Lord about what He's asking us to do and what our position needs to be. So this week, we are going to do one of my absolutely favorite topics, and that is men and women, and understanding the hardwiring of men, the hardwiring of women, and how God has created these two amazing creatures. So I want to start out, first of all, by saying, this, these are generalities, so you're going to fit into some of it, some of it you're going to go, you know, that's not really me, or I relate more like how men think, or I kind of feel more like what, what women feel like. or So I don't want you to get caught up in thinking that this is ironclad. These are, learning this simply helps us to have a reference point. So every single person is still amazingly unique. So this is not to take away from, from people's uniqueness or individuality. This is simply to understand The breed of the person, and and so I often say to people, if you want a cat, right? You don't buy a dog and then be mad that the dog is not acting like a cat. If you if you have a goldfish, you don't give it a litter box. So we really want to understand the breed. Same way as I, I tell people, you know, don't cuddle with cobras because you're going to get bit. That's just what they do. You don't have to take it personally. That's what they do. Let's look at horses. Horses are huge, thousands of pounds of flesh, but they are prey animals. So they're like cattle. They eat grass. They don't eat meat. So they are prey to cougars, mountain lions. So you want to always remember you don't walk behind a horse and think you won't get kicked. That doesn't mean that the horse is mean. And so as we really begin to understand the hardwiring of men, the hardwiring of women, you kind of get to have a reference point as to what to take personally and be able, being able to distinguish what is dysfunction and what is simply gender or what is being a dysfunctional version of your gender, right? Let's start with this. We're going to talk first and foremost about the hardwiring of the brain, both in perceiving and the receiving of information, because it is quite different. And some of what you're going to hear, um, we used to tell people in the '50s. If you think about the Leave It to Beaver um, show, and you know the mom always says to her, you know, make sure you dress up, and that you're sm- happy when he comes home, and that you have something there for him to eat. And before men, young men were married. Their uncles and dad's brothers said to them, "Now listen. Sometimes they just cry, but you need to be really nice to them because they are they are a little more sensitive. And so you need to be understanding, and kind, and recognize when they get afraid if money's not coming in. Right? Now those are generalities. What's fascinating, though, is. Science is now supporting those very behaviors that people did simply because they worked. They didn't know why they worked, but they worked. And so I'm hoping that as you learn this, you have a greater appreciation for the opposite sex and for yourself. Because God has made amazing, amazing humans. When we look at the hardwiring of the brain, the perceiving and receiving of information and how that brain experiences the world, what we have found is that men have approximately 6.5 times more gray matter in the brain than women. Now, before the heads of all the men begin to go, yeah, we have more, I want you to understand that women have about 10 times more white matter than men do. This difference may account for the differences in how men and women think. Because men think more with gray matter. This is is the part of the brain The gray matter is full of active neurons. And women think with the white matter, which consists of more connections between the neurons. So in this way, a woman's brain is a bit more complicated and much more complicated in its setup. But those connections allow a woman's brain to work faster than a man's. You probably have experienced this when you've interacted with the opposite sex. So what we see is that this is where we get this idea that men compartmentalize and women, um, are their brains are like, Um, a a bowl of spaghetti, and a man's brain is like uh, a waffle. This is why men are so able to just simply compartmentalize and, and move on to the next thing, even if it's unresolved or painful. And if they don't want to think about it, they just don't. And this is why you can say to a man, hey, what are you thinking? And they'll say, nothing. And they really probably aren't. Where women can't not think, we think all the time. And everything gets connected to everything. So it makes it a little bit more complicated when we're having relationship and when we're having conversations with one another. With men, I don't talk on top of men. I don't interject. I don't interrupt. Because that is a disrespectful thing for a man. Whereas with women, we talk on top of each other all the time. We're constantly changing the subject, going back to the other subject, introducing a new subject. We talk very fast many times. We're very animated. Very different way of processing. So when we look at a man's brain, what we'll find is that there's this, what we call the defend your turf area. And this is the dorsal premammillary nucleus. It's it's larger in the male brain and contains really special circuits to detect territorial challenges by other males. And this is why we always see men, they go into a a party, into a restaurant, they get out out of the car, they're constantly scanning for danger. And they have a really high need and compulsion to defend their turf and make sure that nobody either interrupts takes away, harms anything that they feel belongs to them, their world. Which, and what this means is that they also have uh, the amygdala, which is the um, alarm system for threats, fear, and danger, is also larger in men. They have a larger amygdala. And we've talked about the different structuring of the brain, and we have on the right side of the brain, this is where we have fight, flight, or freeze, This is the alarm system. This is all emotion, and there is no reason and logic on the right side. On the left side, we have reason and logic, but no emotion. The left side of our brain is only in the future or only in the past, and the right side of our brain is only in the present. This is why when little children begin to turn seven, six and seven, they all start to say, you know, how is it possible? Is there really a Santa Claus? How can he do that many houses in one one night? And all the adults go, oh, wow, they're growing up. Because what they've done from zero to six, they're only on and in the right side of their brain. They're only in the present time. This is why under the age of six, we have to continuously um, consequence the same thing. So we want to say to them, you just got in trouble for this yesterday. Why did you do it again today? But that's because they're only in the present. This is why when we time them out, we give them a timeout for one minute for every year of their life. So if they're four, they get a four-minute timeout. Because to someone under the age of six that's only in the present, one minute is interminable. And then... Once they cross the corpus callosum, that's that superhighway between the hemispheres. All of a sudden, they start to have reason and logic. This is why little children under the age of six—you can't talk them out of the monster under under the bed. There's no reasoning with them. You just simply have to comfort them. So when we think about this, we understand that these brain differences make men far more alert to potential what we call turf threats. And, and women, however, pick up on very different signals that men don't pick up on. So men are always ready for danger. This is why when they come home, they so want to just relax. Because it's the only place they let down. A man's world is a very harsh world. Very different than women's. Women's, we we got a tough world too, but it's not the same type of difficulties. This is also one of the reasons when we say that men compartmentalize, their brain is hardwired to keep information out. Any information that doesn't have anything to do with what he's doing in the moment, his brain automatically ignores it. A woman's brain can't help but hear everything and see everything. This is why if a man is watching football, he's supposed to be also babysitting the baby, he doesn't hear the baby cry. This is why I say to women, if you want him to do a task and he's watching football or whatever he's doing that's absorbing him, he's working on the car, he's reading a book, whatever it is he's doing, you can't just walk past him and say, hey, honey, don't forget to take the garbage out. You have to walk over to him, make eye contact with him, or touch him on the shoulder. That's how you enter into his world. Whereas a woman, we are always taking in information. We can't not hear things. And a woman's brain has a tendency to ruminate, which is difficult many times for men needing to have patience that we will keep thinking about something. And so men will say, You're driving yourself crazy. Just stop thinking about it. And we as women say, wow, wouldn't that be nice? (laughs) I would love to be able to just stop thinking about something. So when we look at the the idea of a woman's brain, this brain has an I-feel-what-you-feel part of the brain. It's called the mirror neuron system. It's larger, it's more active in the female brain, so women naturally get in sync with other people's emotions by reading facial expressions, interpreting tone of voice, a whole lot of different nonverbal cues. Women oftentimes assume that men have the same ability and think men can do this and just don't want to. And then we end up getting our feelings very hurt. We are disappointed, sometimes angry. And it's difficult when I'm explaining this to women and I'm saying, you need to be very direct with him. See, with women, the, if we're too direct, that can be harsh and hurtful. So I give the example, of, if any of you remember, Silly Putty. And it was a toy that I had when we were growing up. And it's, a, it's an egg-shaped plastic container, and inside of it is this Silly Putty that's really malleable. And so many times in my office, I will explain to men, I will hold up this little egg, and I'll say, this is you, and I will tap on it with my fingernail, and I'll say, no mark even happens. You barely, th- this egg doesn't even register that I'm touching it. And then I open it up, and I take out the silly putty, and I say, this is your wife, this is your girlfriend, this is your daughter. You barely have to touch the silly putty, and you make a mark in it. You can stretch it, change its shape, This is how women are made. So our experience of the world is very different than a man's. See, the male brain is characterized by systematizing tendencies, or what we call mechanistic thinking. And this systematizing type of a brain is the drive to analyze, to explore, to construct. And the systematizer intuitively figures out how things work or extracts the underlying rules that govern the behavior of the system. So this is a really important thing to understand. When men enter into an environment, they are scanning for danger, and they are exploring and analyzing and figuring out how the system works. What are the rules that are governing the system? This is why when you're dating, They're extremely interested. They're trying to figure you out. They're understanding the rules that govern the system and what they need to do to be successful with you. Because the reason they want to do this is to understand and predict the system or to invent a new one. And the most difficult but also exciting thing for men dealing with women is they can't understand and predict. They think they got it figured out go, okay, now that's the rule. When she gets angry with me, I buy her flowers because, wow, last time I did that, she was so excited. She hugged me and kissed me and showed all of her friends and took a picture of the flowers and put it on Facebook. So we got in a fight again. I came home with flowers, and she says to me, really, you think that's going to fix it? What are you spending money on something that's just going to die anyways? And men are like, but that worked last time. Why isn't it working this time? When you think about this, if a man and a woman goes into a party and the man is scanning for danger, he's looking around at all the other men to see, you know, who, who might be a problem here, who might be a jerk, who might be somebody that I might be comfortable with. And so he's kind of checking out all the different men and the way that their body language is, their posture, how they look at him when he looks at them. Do they stare at him? Do they look away? Do they just jerk their head up like, hey? And these are all messages to men about who in that room might be a problem, who might be safe, who they might be able to relax a little bit with. Women, on the other hand, are checking out the tone. How does it feel in here? What's the vibe? Who's getting along? Who's not? Is she happy? Is she stressed? And so you might hear a conversation with a man and a woman that goes something like this. The gentleman says to his wife, his girlfriend, hey, you know, Janet seems like she's really having a good time. Seems like the party's going well. And his wife or girlfriend will be like, no, 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 no. She's not at all. She's really upset. And the man will be like, what what are you kidding? She's smiling and, you know, hug that person. And the wife will say, oh, you don't understand how fast she did that. And didn't you recognize how quickly she shut that cupboard and how quickly she turned and walked away? And that was a very fake smile. So these are the differences with men and women. This is why my husband will say to me, please don't go to Circle K or Safeway at 9 o'clock at night. And I'll be like, why? Nothing ever bad happens. But he understands the male world. And he knows he's not going to be with me, so he's wanting me to be safe. There have been times that we have been out, and he has said, "You know, we're going to. I'm not feeling good about this place we're going to go," and I'm like, "But it's what's wrong? It's really fun. I'm having a good time." But he's picking up on something I'm not picking up on, and and I say to women, "It's kind of nice that we don't um, have that level of alarm system." because we might not ever want to go out of the house because in many ways physically we are at a disadvantage to men regardless of how physically fit I am regardless how strong I am I am no match for a man unless maybe I have a gun or something and I I tell my male clients when they say oh that's not that's not that's crazy and I'll say to them well let's just let's just think about this for a minute you're in you're in my office with the door closed There's nobody in the other offices except way down at the end of the hall. I said, what do you think would happen to me if you stood up, walked over to my door and locked it? What could I do? I mean, I can put up a really good fight. But he's made differently than I am. So think again about this defending the turf and systemizing and looking for the rules to govern the system. See, men want to systematize women as a way to better understand them. And, only, and then they only get frustrated because the rules seem to change all the time. You know, this worked yesterday, it doesn't work today. But in contrast, the female brain is characterized by what we call empathizing tendencies or mentalistic. So men are systematizers, women are mentalistic. And what this means is there's this empathizing is a drive. It's this drive in a woman to identify with another person's emotions, thoughts, and to respond to them with an appropriate emotion. And empathizing occurs when we feel an appropriate emotional reaction in response to someone else's emotions. The purpose of this for women is to understand another person to predict his or her behavior, and to connect or resonate with him or her emotionally. So both, both breeds of human, male and female, are trying to understand the other. They're compelled. They're trying to understand the system. What is it about this female world? What is it about a man's world? So women do it in what we call a mentalistic way, and men do it systematizing way. So men systematize and women empathize. And one of the reasons that men systematize a woman is so he can meet her needs. He wants to be successful. He sees this as an empathizing trait. Women empathize first before they try to figure out the rules that govern the system of that man. Because they feel like if they connect with that man, they will automatically understand the system. So the difference between mechanism and mentalism is similar to the difference between, of course, systematizing and empathizing. So mechanism is about things. It's figuring things out. It's what we would call folk physics. It's like physics. It's figuring things out. Mentalism is about understanding people. That would be like psychology. So I, so what we're asking ourselves is, how am I going to expand my arena of understanding and acceptance? Because these experiences are some of, the more that I'm able to accept this, understand it, and see it as God's design, the less offensive and scary and hurtful it is to me the deeper my intimacy can be, the more I'm going to enjoy that person. So we're coming to the end of today. So we talked all about the brain and the hardwiring and the structuring of the female brain versus the male brain. And remember, men defend the turf, it rules the governance system. Women empathize in order to understand And women are desiring always to connect. So I'm glad you joined me today. Join me tomorrow. We're going to talk more about this because we're actually going to talk about the different energy forces that men and women have. Centripetal versus centrifugal. So join me again tomorrow. And have a wonderful rest of your day. And be kind to yourself. Be kind to others. Thanks, Jeremy, for being a great producer. Have a great day.